0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Freestyle Friday, where it's usually just me, you, and the mic. For those of you who don't know, I'm in the middle of a little series here called Lessons from My Chat with Papa. I interviewed my grandpa on a cruise that we were on a few weeks back, and it initially was just going to be something that I wanted to show to my kids and grandkids and all that kind of stuff. But after recording it, I just kind of felt like I should release it here because um, the the guy's 88 years old and he's led a very interesting life um, working in the LA County Fire Department joining the army at 17 and um, and serving in the, in the Korean War growing up in the Great Depression, World War II era, all that kind of stuff. So I figured, hey, why not go ahead and share this on my Freestyle Friday episodes, because this is the time of the week where I can just kind of do whatever I want, let you guys kind of get to know me a little bit better and uh, have me kind of get to know you all a little bit better here on this episode. So if you are looking for more actionable networking content, feel free to press stop on this episode and tune into any of the other shows that I have available. Um, But for everyone else, I can't wait to get into the next part of this series. But First, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds here on the show. If this is a new term to you, or you've always really kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what they do or why you should invest in one, you're definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything that you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons, and it's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com to grab that course and start today and now here is part two of lessons from my chat with papa so rewinding a little bit where along the whole timeline here did you meet mimi and how did you guys
1: uh i don't think i was on the fire department yet
0: but it was in southgate
1: and no her parents lived in Buena park and my brother alan lived in Buena Park and just a half a block away from And sometimes uh, Patricia, my wife, would babysit with my brother's kids. Mm. And so I was driving into my brother's house one day and, and uh, past Patricia's home. And she happened to be just going into her house and it looked pretty good to me, <laughs> so so I asked uh, my brother and and his wife, uh, Bobby, uh, who she was, and they said, "Oh, that's Pat. She babysits for us sometime." And I said, well, "Why don't you introduce me sometime to her?" Uh, they asked. We we decided that we, the four of us, would go bowling one night. Mm. I was. Pretty much smitten with her, pretty quickly, and at the time I was built fairly well, and so and I had a short sleeve shirt on. She she thought she thought I looked pretty good too, and so so uh, we we enjoyed one another and went together for a while and got married. Now that, that was.
0: And she's seven or eight years younger,
1: right? She's, right, eight eight years younger than me. Okay.
0: So yeah. she was babysitting, and you were, like, mid-late 20s, and she was, like, 18, 19 or something like that, Ni- right?
1: 19, yeah.
0: And then when did you guys get married?
1: Um, uh, 1960s. Well, I'm glad she's not here. She'd get angry. (laughs) She knew I didn't know what year we got married, but, uh, it was 66.
0: So she, so you were.
1: About 66.
0: So you were in your 30s at that point?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So you guys dated for a while then?
1: Yeah, we did. uh, No, it wasn't 66. What am I thinking? It was 56 I was or 57 because 50, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was only, well, she was 19 and I was about 27. She was, anyway, those are pretty rough. Uh, obviously from the way I'm stumbling over the years, that's pretty rough approximation was, of the uh, dates.
0: It was also a
1: long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, about 65 years. So, anyway. And then, because
0: I was going to say, so you had Uncle David. Mm hmm. It had to be around that time, right? Like, yeah. Right after you got married.
1: Right. And right.
0: then Aunt Tammy right after that.
1: Yeah. And then, Four kids yeah. in about a six year period. Right. Yeah. And which is not really the way to have kids because. You need to enjoy them. Yeah. You need one. to appreciate having them and let them know that you appreciate it. And when you're just—all of a sudden you have a bunch of kids, you, they're somewhat—well, I wouldn't say a burden, but they're just a definite lifestyle changer. Right
0: you're now responsible for yeah. multiple people's lives. Right. Instead a lot of, of responsibilities. one at a time.
1: Yeah. 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 So really it, enjoy Much it. better if you could have them wait in between. Yeah. Three, four years after you're married before you have any, and yeah. then have one, and two or three years later, have another one. But yeah. 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 I mean, if you want to plan things out, but.
0: This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed.
1: Most of us don't plan that close. No. <laughs> no. So, anyway, we really enjoyed living up in Lake Hughes because we bought 11 acres in. It was uh, all scrub oak and manzanita and heavy, very heavy brush. Mm. And I got a guy with a dope bulldozer to to come in and and clear it. So uh, after we got cleared, then I thought about planting Christmas trees on it, but at the time they didn't have any developed that would grow fast in an area that had fairly cold winters, and so wound up planting a cherry orchard—five acres of cherries. Oh, I've I've heard about it. Yeah, <laughs> five hundred twenty-five acres uh, that the kids had to help with—just five hundred twenty-five trees. Five hundred twenty-five yeah. trees. Yeah. yeah. And the, the kids had to just, well, that's that's the way farm, farms are, you know. Yeah. Kids, when they get old enough, they have to help out. so Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what they did. And I think Dave was the only one who got any enjoyment out of it. All the rest of them didn't like it.
0: Hated the orchard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to move the hoses. We, we <clears throat> had to, yeah. To water them.
0: Hey, what's up, fellow and future networkers? Want to listen to Build Your Network a Day Early? Download the Himalaya app and follow the show for exclusive first access. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters, aka me, some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free, it's the easiest platform to use, and they're adding cool new features every single day. So go the app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. And don't forget to follow Build Your Network once you're there. I just remember any time growing up when I would say something about the work that my parents made me do, my mom would always bring up (laughs) how I should just be thankful that we don't have five acres of (laughs) cherry trees to take care of or something. And, uh, yeah. So I've 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 heard about it pretty frequently, <laughs> but I still think they worked me pretty good on the couple acres that we had with yeah. all the weed pulling and the
1: yeah probably
0: all the stuff that we had to do over there. But
1: yeah, but it, it was it was a good life. And as a matter of fact, both Pat and I, when we look back on it, we were out there nine years, and those were the best years of our married life. Yeah out Uh, by yourselves in the big country area, yeah. Yeah, and we even, I enjoyed working in the orchard, working, the kids got in 4-H and and had livestock, they had uh, sheep and pigs and I had to build pens and and maintain them and I'd come home from work after a 24-hour shift at eight in the morning and I couldn't wait to eat breakfast and get my work clothes on and get out there and, really. Yeah. Just yeah. really enjoyed it. I really really enjoyed it. So you were working at the fire department. Yeah. Full time obviously. Yeah. But what were those shifts like? Well twenty four hours on and twenty four off and, okay. and twenty four on and forty eight off. So it lent itself well to having something else to do on the side, and you worked at
0: the out of the station in Lancaster or well, was there one in
1: Lake Hughes? before we moved up I had worked in Watts area and in uh, East Los Angeles and both of them are kind of ghetto areas that are really busy and uh, active areas and I enjoyed that so coming up well after I made Captain, I I got assigned uh, to Universal Studios fire station. The Elliott County provided that's right. Fire service to Universal Studios and
0: so that's where you were like so you had a commute.
1: So yeah, I was driving about seventy miles. Okay. uh, To work. (laughs)
0: Thanks a lot, Uncle Chris.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, but there came a vacancy in a station right in Lake Hughes where we lived oh, really? for a captain. And I put a bid in for it and got it. And so, and it, but it was tremendous difference in, I mean, it was a very quiet station. Not much happened out there. I'm sure, especially coming from Yeah, from LA. East L.A. and Watts. Yeah. And
0: How was it working at Universal Studios? Was that pretty fun?
1: Yeah, well, it was interesting because we, we had pretty much free run of the studio. We could uh, walk around the different sound stages and just checking on things and familiarizing ourselves with the, the properties and, and in the process, why we'd see them filming. And yeah, that's cool. Some of the...
0: Jew, who was who one of the more memorable people that you were able to meet?
1: Well, John Wayne was the the most memorable. Uh, When they would have really big guns come into Universal, he came in from the airport. He came in by a helicopter uh, to Universal. To the lot, yeah. Yeah, and so whenever they would do that, the fire truck would go up to the heliport just in case, you know, and Uh, So we went up there, and we had done it several times, and the other shifts all had done it a number of times for different people. But he's the only one that we ever had who, when he got out of the copter, he came over to our rig and said, Hi, guys, appreciate you coming out. And that that, that spoke uh, highly of his character, for uh, sure, yeah about the type of guy he was
0: yeah, yeah yeah well i mean especially for somebody like him who was so huge at that point
1: yeah oh I mean, yeah he was
0: got to be one, one of the, the top, one of highest the giants. paid best actors in hollywood at the time yeah
1: yeah and there were there were so several down to earth who and just
0: were, yeah. appreciative not right. too big for his britches and
1: yeah, yeah there were I remember two or three of them that man, you just didn't even want to be around them.
0: They yeah, were just so didn't like never want to watch their movies anymore. Noxious. Yeah, you know,
1: right. Prima so it was it was pretty interesting working there, but uh, it was pretty nice working up in Lake Hughes, uh, where I had about a mile to drive to work <laughs> after driving seventy so miles old. to Universal. Right. So I worked there for eight years. Uh, as long as we lived out there, and uh, was on the. In fact, we were one of the. Well, Dorothy Solberg said when we were leaving. She said, "You guys can't leave. You are Lake Hughes," <laughs> uh, because Pat had been the 4-H community leader, and she and she uh, did a couple of two or three projects of theirs, and I did uh, one project later, uh, and uh, and I was on the school board in Lake Hughes and a captain in the local fire station, so right. so we were big fish in a little vitty pond. Right.
0: What, what prompted the move
1: then? Where we took out all the scrub oak trees, we didn't know it at the time, but uh, scrub oaks have a fungus very frequently in the root systems, mm-hmm. and so I planted the the cherry trees, and they did well, along with my work and four kids' work, and and the child labor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, Grammy too. Uh, uh, Pat, we all we all had to work on that. We all had to work on the livestock and showing, showing the livestock and at the local fairs and and uh, at the L.A. County Fair and Great Western Fair and kids did real well. We we had bought some good seed stock, and so they bred their own pigs, and they had. Several grand champions, and uh, I don't know how many champions. Mm. So it, it was that was a lot of fun doing doing that. Yeah. But that uh, that fungus, that oak root fungus, that uh, got into the cherry orchard, and it's a, it's a, just a deadly thing. The trees started dying off, and we're losing forty and fifty trees a year wow. and it was really disheartening because I had figured because we had been living uh, well the the four kids plus the orchard which was uh, substantial expense to get it going mm-hmm. buying all the trees setting up a water system uh, it was like having four more kids you know yeah, so right. We're always we never had any money. Drove a fifteen-year-old car, and I drove a seventeen-year-old pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, trying to
0: bootstrap the yeah,
1: chair chair. yeah, just but figuring all the time. We lived in an eight-hundred-square-foot house.
0: Really? Wow.
1: Yeah. 10 acres, 11
0: acres on an 800-square-foot house. Uh,
1: But there was another smaller house, about 500 square feet behind ours. And so the boys, when they got a little older, they uh, slept out there. Hmm. But the the trees started dying off. Man, it was just killing me. I, I got down to 160 pounds, and I hadn't weighed that since, shoot, I went in the army.
0: Yeah. Just stress of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just pulling out
0: trees. Right. It's just a constant reminder, too, it seems like, when you live out there. Yeah. Pulling up every day and. Yeah.
1: Just. So one guy, one day a a guy came in who was a fireman, too, and and, uh, he said a couple of the guys had told him to contact me if if they were going to be looking for properties in the area. And he came in and I asked me about it. And I told him, I'll say this place. Because, man, I was just really just about all I could do to maintain it anymore with where it was going. And, and, and I happened to be pulling out trees the day that he come. Or came there, and uh, so he knew what the deal was. Yeah. Um, well, we eventually worked out a deal, and he bought it. We moved into town, and Grandma never forgave me for that, <laughs> for selling our home. But I, I and I actually didn't realize at the time how much it was going to affect her to move away from there. Really, but. After it was, after the fact why it was too late, so Yeah. So, so that's
0: so that's when you guys moved into Palmdale. Into
1: Quartz Hill. Quartz Hill. Yeah.
0: Oh, into M eight.
1: Yeah, M eight yeah, and we lived there for twenty four years. Yeah. That's pretty pretty much it.
0: Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds here on Build Your Network. They are literally what I attribute most of the new quality relationships in my life to. If this is a new term to you or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does or how much they are, how to find one, all those types of details, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free, so there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about just head over to travischapel.com to grab that course and start today. Have a fantastic rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.